So I like how um, the uh, one episode that I'm not here is the one episode that it breaks. See, <laughs> it's still nine o'clock instead of eight thirty. Yeah, I mean, I could have fixed it earlier. Yeah, but you were not good. Yes, yesterday I was doing dog things today too. Ah. <laughs> Rude. And or kicky. Bow, bow. tie together every opening sequence to pause because there's enough episodes that it could be an episode of just of just the opening just in a long string and then just being like thank you at the yeah. end and then that's all they get <laughs> so uh welcome to this episode of uh 420 blaze it it is uh <laughs> Why are there so many sounds? <laughs> it is uh, Thursday, October 18th. And uh, I can honestly promise you, none of us are high yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. I, uh, I I'll, I'll work on that soon enough. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm pretty high on life. <sighs> you know what I mean? I don't. Why? I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, it's probably because you're a eunuch. Mm, okay. That's, uh, that's what I assume anyway. Okay, phone, go to sleep for you. That's so, questions later. Buttons! So how's it going? Uh, it's been a week. My throat still hurts like a motherfucker. I should stop using it. Uh, my dog is Gross. now almost 30 pounds. Yeah, he's fucking mutant growth syndrome. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's how they do. Yeah. They'd be like, is dog... He's also Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like one day later. Yeah. It's like the SpongeBob like time lapse. <laughs> Four days. hours later. <laughs> it's just, and you just have a giant dog. That's, uh, pretty, that's pretty well. He's pretty, he's pretty big. He's Still eating a pound and a half of food a day. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. Cause he's like, he's got to get that growth on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, my he man. He's growing to all his parts. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's also a derp. Of course he is. He's a puppy. Yeah. Uh, so I was at, uh, Pisces Pet Emporium today. Oh yeah. I've been there. Sounds poncy. And, uh, (laughs) I brought him (laughs) and, you know, when they're puppies, you want to keep them off of the floor of pet stores. Yep. Um. Because of gross things. Well, be specifically because of Parvo. You, the, Parvo is a fairly deadly disease that they are susceptible to. Uh, and you know, until they have all their boosters, you just want to keep them away from a bunch of other dogs. It could be carriers. Also, Parvo is very resilient. Mm-hmm. It can survive on surfaces for like a year. Jesus. Good yeah. Lord. That's a long time. 
So, yeah, you just want to be very careful in pet stores. Um, so anyway, uh, I had him in the cart. Okay. And he jumped out and landed face first on the fucking cement floor. <laughs> a poor dog. And yelped and cried. And I was just like the fucking pet store attendant <laughs> that was helping me watched him do it too. And she was like, oh my God, is he okay? Like fucking thought that he'd like broken his fucking, cause he hit hard. And I'm just like, I was just like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you won't try. Like I have trouble getting him to get off the couch. You know, like he won't get out of the car on his own. But that cart? But the cart, he had no problem. Just jumping right out. Fucking four feet off the ground. No biggie. Just bam, right onto his fucking face. I was just like, Jesus Christ, Maynard. (laughs) Could you just not? Yeah, can you not, please? I don't want to deal with. We a don't need bill. a vet visit today. It's yeah. kind of like yeah. one of those, what uh, have we learned? Well, I was just like, Maynard, your vet visit isn't until tomorrow at 930. Please refrain from hurting yourself, <laughs> at least until then. Like, I God. Mean, it, he, he'll never, he won't learn, though, unless he knows that, hmm, maybe I don't jump out of the cart for yeah. that one. <laughs> It's, I mean, it sucks that they have yeah, to. Yeah, like... it's like, you know, it's like sometimes you just got to let the kid touch the hot burner. You know, I they, mean, they only do it once. <laughs> depends how young you are. Yeah. Oh, when, uh, you know, if you're like <laughs> six or seven, right? Six or seven years old, you're being a dick. You run up, you touch the hot burners your mom's cooking. Yeah, that's a lesson you only have to learn one time. You know, uh, when you're 14 and dicking around with your friends and you decide it's a great idea to jump off the roof of the garage and you break your leg. Yeah. You only have to learn that lesson once. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like uh, fucking I can't remember where I heard it, but there is this that whole like, you know, if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you? And the answer was, well, not again. <laughs> <laughs> fool yep. me once shame on me yeah so, so and it really is true sometimes you just gotta jump off the bridge trial by fire and learn the hard way that that's a bad idea you yep. know and, and with dogs it really is the same sometimes it's just like when Maynard is playing with another dog and it's a bigger dog and he's being a little asshole and that dog's just not having it, I'm going to warn him. I'm going to be like, Maynard, stop. I'm going to try to stop him. But if he keeps doing it, like, he's going to get nipped and that's just going to be how he learns that lesson. Like, just make sure you give it a bit more enthusiasm than uh, uh, Willy Wonka and. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, no, don't. No, don't. Stop. <laughs> no, it usually it's like, Maynard, stop. Maynard, stop being a shit. And then I pull him away, try to give him another toy to chew on. Because like, the, 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 the issue is he's in the middle of his puppy biting phase. Because mm-hmm. uh, like when they're puppies like that, the, they experience the entire fucking world through their mouths. Yep. And teeth. Like, like most kids, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Any childlike well, thing. Well, especially for dogs. Like, they, they don't have hands. Dogs don't really don't have that great of eyesight. 
like the entire their whole world is smell and mouth like the, that is the whole world yep. to them well i mean like think of that but like ask basically ask any parent being like you know how many things has your baby just like been like hmm i wonder how that tastes yeah like and they have hands so you can imagine like yeah. they're just like hmm yeah. So, so with, with dogs, like that's how they manipulate objects. That's how they do everything mm-hmm. with their mouth. So especially when they're puppies, the whole world, the, they, the, the, the baby version of like touch stuff for puppies, it's bite stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, they, uh, you, you kind of got to just let them, let them, you know, explore, let explore, them do, yeah. let them lick, let them smell. Cause, uh, you know, otherwise you're going to end up with like anxiety issues and all kinds of other problems. Uh, and you know, once they're, you just have to watch and make sure they're of course not developing habits like chewing on furniture Mm -hmm. or eating the fucking wood chips that are in your garden. Yeah. That's a thing Mm -hmm. that he, I don't know why he won't eat. He, I, I bought this really nice origin kibble for him for like using as training treats yep because i just didn't want to use junk food treats for them mm-hmm. so i was like kibble is actual food and this is really high quality so i'll just use a little chunks of this to give him treats uh won't eat that but he eats the wood chips <laughs> in the garden now what does that tell you <laughs> fucking uh, god yeah, damn it dogs are stupid sometimes <laughs> but yeah you just make sure they're not chewing on anything terrible and other than that just sort of let them explore and you know learn um but yeah he's uh you know you just kind of gotta let them learn some lessons the hard way it's true he's he's, uh, gotta, yep. he's gotta figure do, it out do your best to teach him the right way and then you know sometimes it's just he's gonna have to bite the wrong thing uh, you know hey don't eat things off the floor maynard hey maynard stop eating things off the floor all right well here's a jalapeno oh <laughs> uh, just wait till he learns about sky raisins sky raisins have you ever seen that it's like a it's a meme from reddit it's a dog sitting there and there's a picture of a fly beside it and it says sky raisins <laughs> and it's the exact same picture except it's a wasp and it says jalapeno sky raisins <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny actually <laughs> uh, sky raisins sky raisins <laughs> so yeah i don't know it's a lot of learning a lot of training a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of everything. A lot of money. I mean, we just <laughs> adopted two cats, and uh, they're they're doing okay. They've decided that one particular corner of my basement is poop zone, though, and that's hard to train out of a cat. Yeah, where they're just like, and it takes effort. They're just like, why? Why do you particularly like this one spot? Yeah, the worst part is, is I don't know which one of the two it is. And one of the, one's a kitten and one is blind. So they're both difficult to train for their own reasons. <laughs> and the solution to the problem is completely different in both case, in either case. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. With an 11 week old puppy potty training is also another issue. Cause mm-hmm. The dude like is a fucking ninja. <laughs> He fucking sneaks atta- sneak attacks piss puddles on my floor. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It's like getting I, like the one day, literally like 
I'm in the living room with him. He's being a little shit. And I'm hanging out with him on the couch. He hasn't left the couch or my lap. <laughs> like, my direct attention. Okay? I was directly playing with him there on the couch. I'm like, okay, let's go get you some food. And he loves his food. So we he jump, I get him to jump down from the couch. We both walk to the kitchen together. He's beside me. Right? I He's right there. I get to the kitchen. I take out a little thing, put it in the bowl, put it in the microwave. He's still there beside me. Put it in the microwave, close it, turn it, you know, put get it all going. I play with him for a little more in the kitchen. Beeps. I pull it out. I go. I feed him. Like, I put it down on the floor. He's there eating. I walk into the living room, and there's a fucking puddle of piss on the floor. And I'm like, how in the fuck... My eyes were not on you for maybe 10 seconds. That's all it takes. <laughs> That's all it takes. Like, how the fuck did you get from the kitchen to the living room, piss on the floor, and get back here without me noticing you were gone? Good aim. Like, Jesus Christ. He's got the... Uh... He's got the, uh, the like, slasher flick speed oh where, my like, God. somehow he's, like, they're always behind yet ahead of you at yeah. all times. Oh, it's, it's, ins- it's insanity how fast he, he can just, like, generate a puddle. It's, it's like fucking, you know, like, pisikinesis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so your dog's a piss bender. He's a yeah. He's a urine bender. I just, I, I just, I don't get it, man. I don't understand. It's it's how pets do. Oh my Again, god! You, you haven't had it yet, but you will because every every dog owner does, and every pet owner gets something like this at some point. But dog owners for sure. You're gonna find the day when he eats the thing he's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. All of it. Oh, he's been trying. Like I said, wood chips. No, no. So, like, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have a cake or a a thing of muffins or something. In our our case, it was blueberry muffins. He's going to eat all of them. And that's bad enough. But then he finishes digesting all of them, and his body doesn't like it. No. And that's going to just happen as a surprise one day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's a dog owner milestone. Yeah, no. Uh, well, and it, it's funny because I'm getting like uh, I have to get uh, pure hydrogen peroxide, like uh, a pharmaceutical grade hydrogen mm-hmm. peroxide, so that in case I have to, I can induce vomiting and shit. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like with a lot of dogs, you're pretty much okay if they eat stuff. Great Danes don't have good stomachs. Yeah, so you have to be very, very careful about what you feed them. I was gonna ask, do you have to? You eventually have to get him that surgery, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so I have to get him uh, a surgery called a gastropexy, uh, where they sort of staple the side of the stomach to their inner organ lining. Yep. Yeah, because if they they because I guess they grow so fast and their stomachs like twist around each other and it can cut off yeah. their well, digestive system. Uh, so the condition's called bloat or GDV, uh, and basically what it is is like you know just like humans, dogs can end up bloated and gassy and gross. But the issue is so in humans, our stomachs are attached to the uh, lining of the chest cavity or whatever you want to call that. The organ hole. Yes. <laughs> um, 
uh, our stomachs are attached and they don't move around. Dogs, their stomachs aren't. Yeah, they sort of float, like float around. Um, and the issue is also that dogs are not that great at things like belching. Uh, despite what every dog owner will tell you. Um, so what can happen is they can eat something and it can cause a reaction in their stomach that causes their stomach to generate gas very quickly. It's like almost like a fermenting action. Mm. And their stomach starts to distend. And in a human, we just burp. I mean, we drink, we drink carbonated beverages all the time. It's not a problem. Uh, but in dogs, what will happen is the stomach will start to distend, and it, uh, they won't belch or anything, and it keeps going, and then it twists. Yeah. And it act, when it twists, it actually cuts off both ends, so now they can't belch, and it can't escape to the uh, intestines either, so it just keeps growing like a balloon. And also, twisting cuts off the arteries to the mm -hmm. stomach. And then, so you have this stomach that's swelling and swelling and swelling, and also within about half an hour going necrotic inside of the dog. Yeah. And bad, it's, a, it's a bad time. It's a bad time. So uh, Great Danes have about a 40% chance of getting this. So you, uh, what you do with the Great Dane is you get something called a gastropexy, where, yeah, they basically uh, suture the stomach to the organ lining so that it's attached like humans is. Yeah. And then it, it so, can't twist. Yeah. yeah, then it can't twist. So if they, they'll still get bloat and stuff. Uh, but they don't get the torsion. So, you you know, as opposed to having a half an hour to get them into an OR for a 80% chance of survival. So still one in five, you're walking out without a dog. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it takes it from that to more, oh, man, he doesn't look okay. Let's get him to the vet. You get him there and the vet might give him something. Or in a worst case scenario, they put a tube down the throat to just open it release up and release all the gas and pressure. Yeah. Right. Worst case scenario. Right. It can still be deadly if you do nothing. Uh, but if you do basically anything, your dog will be okay. Yeah. So it's like one is a life threatening emergency. The other is a, Oh fuck. Damn it, dog. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Be less of a balloon. <laughs> So yeah, that's a that's definitely a thing. It seems like more I don't know. It just it's kind of a crazy like cuz evidently yeah, it's mainly in great danes. Mainly. Pretty... It, like I said, about a 40% chance. Yeah. In in I, great danes. I thought it was a lot higher than that, but maybe No, no, no. So it's 40 so the biggest study uh put it at 40 two per 42 point something percent chance on the outside so that that's the high end oh okay um though genetics also play a big role and no oh, yeah. one in his line has had bloat issues so that's a good first step that is good yep uh but there is uh issues where things like uh if they have irritable bowel syndrome which some dogs just have uh, then, then that chance goes up again, and uh, Maynard unfortunately is his stomach's pretty picky with food, mm -hmm. so it, it's something like that's like on one end the genetics are in her favor, and the other end he's got this you know he's already got a sensitive stomach, so it's like yeah, his shoes are down the middle. Yeah, we kind of 
We just have to be careful, basically. Once we get the gastropexia, I'll be able to sleep a lot easier at night. You can't, you can't win them all, right? Yeah. Like it's just like you never, you never fully win the genetic lot- no, lottery no, usually, no. unless you're like John Stamos, <laughs> and then you know you're pretty, um, <laughs> pretty all right with genetics. I did have a thing to talk about, though. Did of course, you? you did. I did something well, today. Do you? What did you do? I. Uh, oh, well, I know what you did today. Yeah. Never mind. If. Uh, uh, depending on uh, if people were paying attention in the chat or not, you might have seen that uh, I went and bought marijuana. Yeah, it's not special anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock and managed to stay away from hey. all of the memes and news coverage and, and this podcast. The, the, Everything that's been going on. Don't badmouth my rock. <laughs> uh, Canada has legalized uh, marijuana for recreational use. Yep, which Fully is legalized. Kind of really neat. Um, the uh, can you not? Uh, so marijuana is now fully legal. Didn't you can. <laughs> You can smoke marijuana in Canada anywhere you can smoke a cigarette. Uh, Excellent. I didn't believe outside was okay. Oh, it sure is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let, let's let's just uh, let's ask Google to confirm. Where is it legal to smoke marijuana in Canada? And Lenin is probably going to bring up a Government of Canada page of some sort. Cannabis laws and regulations, Canada.ca. Canada. The That's government of too Canada. Eucalyze um, <laughs> legaliptus. Ow. You, you haven't uh, seen that picture uh, of like the really high looking koala? <laughs> and it's just like legalized eucalyptus. And he's just like, okay. It is legal to, uh, or if you were. Uh, as of October 17th, legal to possess up to 30 grams of legal cannabis, dried or equivalent uh, equivalent non-dried form, in public. It is legal to share up to 30 grams of legal cannabis with other adults. Uh, it is legal to buy dried, fresh cannabis and cannabis oil from provincially licensed retailers, grow from a licensed seeds or siblings, up to four cannabis plants per residence for personal use. Um, uh, do, 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 do. It is it is illegal to make cannabis products such as food, drinks at home as long as organic solvents are not used to create the concentrated products. Interesting. Uh, possession limits uh, are um, one gram of dried cannabis is equal to five grams fresh cabin cannabis, fifteen grams edible product, seventy grams liquid product, zero point two grams concentrates, or one cannabis plant seed. Uh, for example, eight, an adult 18 years of age can legally possess 150 grams of fresh ca- fresh can- non-dried cannabis. Uh, do, 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 uh, where is the actual, like... Could be there pretty... <laughs> uh, producers, yeah. industry... Looking for consumer Criminal, criminal penalties. More... Okay, I need to know where you can use it. Because uh, I thought do. there was still some, there were still some some public issues. Because uh, I know they got rid of. They originally had apparently, uh, 
apparently you were allowed there was like weed parks because you weren't allowed to you weren't allowed to so, smoke it okay, in most there, public there, there, places. So there is a difference between a public place as in a park. No, 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 fair, no, no, and no, no, but the they, street. Yeah, but they did have uh, evidently uh, they did have actual like weed parks set up, but they they scratched that idea. Because for example, you're not allowed to smoke in uh, in parks. That that's no, like no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. They but they so they had I guess set. I, I found the Alberta laws for consuming cannabis. Okay, um, so. Albertans are allowed to consume cannabis in their homes and in some public spaces where smoking tobacco is allowed, but it is banned in vehicles. Uh, municipalities have the power to create additional restrictions, so know your local rules before consuming. To protect children, secondhand exposure, public smoking or vaping of cannabis is prohibited in the same places tobacco is restricted, plus any hospital property, school property, or childcare facility. Uh, is within a prescribed distance from a playground, sports field, skate park, zoo, outdoor theater, outdoor pool. Lots. So same thing with smoking. And in any motor vehicle except those being used as temporary residences such as parked RVs. Uh, it cannot be consumed in the retail outlets. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So basically, you can... don't smoke near kids. Don't smoke in uh, your vehicle, which... yeah. And other than that, it's basically if you can smoke a cigarette there legally, you can smoke pot there. Yeah. Which is, I, I, I think that's a fine way to do it. You know, uh, I, I have no problems with that. So you can, you can walk down the street. You can walk down the sidewalk with, I mean, as long as you don't go near a park. Yeah. yeah. That, see, that's, but that's where it becomes like, I mean, if you're, if you're smoking it, do, like, do you kind of see like, what I'm kind of getting at in that way, that you're just like, ah, to get to this place, I have to pass by a park. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, uh, fuck. So the, like, <laughs> it's interesting, too, because technically that means that any designated smoking area on private property, you are legally allowed to, unless that property specifically tells you you can't. Yeah. Yes. For, <laughs> like on your so, own, definitely in your own home and stuff yeah. is like. So, so it's like the smoker's pit at, I don't know, whatever work site you legally could do it. Yeah. The law won't restrict you. The work might. The the company might tell you, uh, no, that's, <laughs> you can't. That's kind of what I'm feeling though. Like, cause I, like I've definitely seen people smoke in a park. Oh yeah. So you know what I mean though, yeah. right? Like, so there's going to be weird, like, oh, and there's, there's always the difference between the letter of the law and then what ends up actually yeah. getting oh, yeah, enforced. Totally. Cause, cause like, that's one of the things that people confuse is like when, when people talk about like being able to do things in public, in public, well, sorry, when usually they just say doing something in public, usually what they're talking about is like on the street as they're walking around yeah, kind of thing. Uh, but when it comes to like laws and stuff, when they mean in public places, they're talking about things like playgrounds. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, or or provincial parks, because like I'm pretty sure you can't smoke when you're in Fish Creek. I'm I'm pretty sure you can't do that. I I think oh that'll be up to the municipality actually. Right. So that but, is yeah. a public place, but they can declare that non-smoking. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. So. Like... Uh, and, and you'll you'll find that actually most public places, uh, I'm actually pretty sure you can't, you're not allowed to smoke cigarettes in public places. Yeah, I I'm mean, pretty sure that was a thing. Technically, in in like uh, 
you know, campgrounds and stuff in national parks, mm-hmm. you're technically not supposed to smoke there either. Yeah. Technically. Technically. Uh, but, and that's what I mean. So it, it, like, yes, you're allowed to walk down the street, smoke pot and all that, uh, which is kind of interesting because you're not allowed to walk down the street drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's a weird, like, in-between, yeah, like, right? Yeah. Because, like, public drunkenness and technically, yeah. You well, know. but the thing is, I've literally never seen somebody get in a bunch of, get like, get in a fight and cause a bunch of trouble for being stoned. No, and and I'm pretty sure, though, that, like, it might change a bit, but to be honest, like, when is when has weed ever been allowed at, like, things like concert venues and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, right. But when is I've, smoking ever, or vaping ever been allowed at those, but, right? But I've been to plenty where people just, like... Light up in the middle of the saddle dome. I mean, we went to Tool. We went to Tool. Yeah, I was and they like, basically hot boxed the stadium the second <laughs> the lights went out. But but the but the big thing like there's been lots of con- even like small shows just on the floor like in McEwen Hall or at bars and stuff like that. And like the bouncers will be like, yeah, like somebody will do it quick and they'll be like, all right, whatever. Yeah, like they, they I, just the, the bouncers is like, I saw that, but you put it out, so I. Uh, I'm not going to do anything about it now. Usually, unless you, like, really push your luck, that's the only time that, like, if you go, yeah. like, four or five times, three times, whatever, is when they'll be like, Okay, get hey, the fuck I'll out. be one sec. Cut okay. it out. Sure. Um, um, yeah, like, it's, I don't know. It's, don't get me wrong. I think it's a, I think it's a cool thing that now, now it's, like, an option, and I think it'll be, I, I think that the arguments around it are really stupid, and I think people just need to, like, put it to bed. Like, <laughs> like the, the argument's just like, great, now children are going to get ripped. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't like, think that's how that works. And, yeah. and to be honest, like, my compelling argument to that is, like, tell a kid not to do something. What are they going to immediately do afterwards? That thing. Tell a kid... That it's now totally okay to do a thing. Now they don't want to. Not interested. Like, (laughs) you know. I'm just moving some stuff onto the floor here. Oh, do it. Because while I was at said weed store, I made some purchases. And I can actually show this on stream legally. Yeah, because now it's no longer a regal. It's, It's pretty great. So... Uh, here we have this this nice fancy brown bag that very I got. Very discreet. Yeah, very discreet. It's not the usual uh, marijuana bullshit that you see, which is all that four twenty blaze it fourteen year old Hot Wheels aesthetic bullshit. Like massive, massive pot leaf on the bag. Yeah, just a like, great big pot leaf and a Jamaican flag. Yeah, picture like, of Bob Marley. I don't know how he became like the, the marijuana poster, guy. Poster child. Like, I, I like how, like, everyone's like, Jamaica, yeah, marijuana. And I'm like, have you ever been to Vancouver? <laughs> ever? Because I tell you yeah, what. fair. BC's ja- like... the, the The weed in Jamaica is garbage. It is trash. It is awful, awful ditch weed shit. Do not... Go to Jamaica for the weed. Just don't do that to yourself. I mean, like, it's... I, I don't it, know. It'd it, be it, like going to Cuba 
for rum. Yeah. Well, it, and everyone's it, like, oh, it's great. It's Caribbean. And it's like, bro, like, no. Mm. It's made in like a rusted out bathtub with three week old bananas and sh- like, you know, <laughs> like three week old bananas. It's got some, I don't know, dude. It, sticking his feet in it like you just <laughs> just like it's it, not it's not better right uh you know or like people who are like oh the best vodka is russian and it's like well no it's really not it's I think you don't it's want that, that irradiated soda soviet bullshit right? I, I don't like I, I don't necessarily think that like all the weed would be garbage in Jamaica, but it's probably the weed you're getting but, if you're a tourist is definitely garbage. Oh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure, like I'm very sure that like there's premium products for locals and like in, in some cases, anyways. But I can't say that's always the case. Well, but here here's one of the big issues is that like a grow up in Jamaica isn't making a whole lot of money. No. Right, and most of the time it's just like some farmer who set aside a patch of shit in his field to grow some pot plants, and that's it. Whereas a grow up here is like a full blown hydroponics operation with like specialized grow lights and humidity settings and all kinds of shit. Right, like it, it's the difference between ditch weed and science. <laughs> it's oh like fair totally fair enough but yeah, I, mean, I can't honestly say that all jamaican weed's going to be ditch weed though no the, the but big, the big other deal too is is i know i work with a guy that's from jamaica that goes goes back pretty pretty frequently and like we even talked about business there and he had mentioned that like a friend of his wanted to start a business there and like they will like the jamaican government will do apparently whatever you want to get a like like local business, like the only deal, like they will give you whatever you want for a for an outsider to come and start a business there. Whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, they will give you anything. The only stipulation is that you try and um, you basically uh, employ locals, and they're they're all for it. So if you're going to employ locals, the government will be like, "What do you need?" We'll do whatever we can to get. Yeah. Because he, he had mentioned like a friend of his had like some business that I was like, I don't know if that would do that well. But apparently he was just like, well, it doesn't matter because the government is going to do whatever they can because it's it's a foreign business. And they're just like, yeah, yep, definitely. No, like, the uh, but I don't know. It's the same thing. With just as people, I just don't know how Jamaica just got associated with it that hard. Is it just because like Bob Marley smokes a lot of hot? Is that what did it? I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's some, there was, and it could even be, like, who knows? Like, it just could be a ridiculous old stereotype. But, Um, you know, but, but, I don't know. I just don't agree with the whole, like, yes, Jamaican marijuana. Like I said, it's like the whole, like, Russian vodka thing. Russian vodka, also, not that great. It's, in general, it's, it's not. I mean, if you, I, I I think the, I think the biggest deal is, is, like, if you have so there's it's it's just like everywhere that there's premium versions and there's the not so premium. Yeah, but so I mean you, you could buy. I mean like, like a, just a regular standard middle of the shelf kind of kind of like if you're just buying a regular bottle of vodka. No, no, no. Like, but that, that's what I mean though. But that's like anywhere though. Yeah. If you don't buy, 
if you don't buy the premium, like if you don't buy premium decent version of <coughs> blank, most stuff is like, especially but, with alcohol, is very like. But no, like the road, what right? I'm getting at is that like a mid shelf vodka in Russia is nowhere near the quality as like a mid shelf vodka here. Like a oh, mid shelf vodka yeah, well, in that's... Russia isn't even as good as like Smirnoff. Well, like, it, you know, it's it's like, but everyone just assumes that it will be. No, 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 no. I think I think the point is is uh, evidently like the main reason why. Well, it, it doesn't matter because it it's a hell of a lot better than their water. <laughs> so no, and like, that's, like joking aside, that's legitimately yeah. apparently yeah. why like well, the vodka sales and shit are so fucking high there. There's you know that awful like poverty stricken yeah. like well and and you quality know of life. The, the shit water is half the reason the vodka's not as good there right so it it's just uh, that that's what i mean though it's just like you can't assume that just because like for example philly cheesesteaks do you know what they put on philly cheesesteaks in fucking philadelphia squeezy cheese yeah, yeah. fucking cheese whiz oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah what Funny. the fuck yeah, I'm, that, I'm, I'm not eating it. Like that's gross. That's yeah. nasty. But it's it's no it's no different. Like certain things, like don't. <laughs> I mean, everybody makes their own version of something. It's like it's it's no different than Putin. Like yeah, I mean, the argument, like sure, there's like that hardcore Canadian attitude that it's like if it's not fucking cheese curds, it's not Putin. But like, it, it's not traditional putin but there's very many it's it's no different like look at fucking pizza right now one of my favorite pizza places has butter chicken pizza is east indian inspired fusion pizza yeah like it might not be traditional pizza to be fair but it's good what i did with my uh butter with my butter chicken anyway was put it on a bunch of naan bread so i basically just Made my own I've butter chicken pizza anyway. I've done that before. Best way to do it. So, but yeah, anyway. Um, we got to make bachelor pizza. That was a long tangent. But anyway, I bought marijuana. Did you? I did. I, I forgot what we were talking about. Mar- marijuana. Yeah, yeah. So I went to a weed store and it was a lot different than I was expecting. I was kind of expecting kind of like a head shop situation. Oh, God, no. But no. I walked in there and it was like a fucking Apple store. Like I lit. While I was in there, I literally turned around to a guy. I was like, I feel like I'm in line for a fucking iPhone. And he was like, yeah, man. And like, I I don't know. I posted a bunch of pictures into the chat. If you want to take a look at them, like the place was classy, like wood grain, marble tiles, LED lights. Yeah. Like you got to think that they have to get walk into a head shop and go, ah, yes. I, I don't even want to say it because that's a stupid new thing, but a new budding industry. Oh my god! Yeah, I like I didn't even mean to do that, but anyway. I, I, when I was there, I said this is a classy joint, and like three people rolled their eyes no! so, <laughs> so fucking hard they almost brained a fucking muscle. Oh, it's it's rough, but anyway, um, no, no, no. Like you got to think how this industry is. I get a little bit of insider detail, but. Um, but it's they they have to crush that stereotype. Yeah, because the, trying to 
trying to build a a new yeah. basically a new path. What well, is it's this. pioneering a whole new yeah. area you, of business? You now, could you could really tell when you were there that they were really trying to be taken seriously. Oh yeah, and that's and that's the big issue because like look at I mean how are you going to take a industry seriously if basically what you've had up until now has been like Harold and Kumar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, like when your poster child is a white college dropout with dreadlocks. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Like, like and, and if you walk in and like most head shops, like you're, you're just going to be like, ah, yeah. yes, you dropped so, out of high school. Like, yeah. so when I went in there, the buying experience was really interesting. So you go in and they actually had, so around the joint, around the joint, around the store, they had these little, uh, little pods here and the, there was like a little mag- smelling, smelling yeah, pods. they yeah. had a little magnifying glass and you could open up the little, the little thing to, uh, to be able to actually smell the marijuana before you bought it. Yeah. Right here. You can see, so closed and then you just open it up and you can yeah, smell and have it. A sniff. And then what they had around the store were all these little cards. So on the wall, they'd have cards like this with a little thing and you could just take a card. You're like, Oh, I want that one. And you just take the card. Do you know what it reminds me a lot of looking at it? What? The, the more money, uh, put together vape scene. I've never been to one of those actually. No, you've There's never some... been to a higher end vape shop. There's I, some fancy the, vape shops that are actually quite nice. The the one that I, the only one that I really go to is Digital Imports or Vape. They're, they're sort of halfway there. Yeah. Um, the ones that scale up further than that, the problem there is you know their juice is no good. Yeah. But it's the same thing, right? It's it's you have you you know you get to see a selection, you know you can smell it and. Gives you, you know, the the sales pitch because they can't print it on the box. Yeah. Right. It, and then there's always this, that uh, weird. Well, thing this that isn't you... as neat because you you get these cards like this, right? And so on the back of them, you they, there's little things like this one's called acreage, and it's like we take no take no shortcuts, blah blah, like hand trimming or location foothills of Alberta Rocky Mountains, and it is like this big thing about their marijuana and like. If you grab a card, the actual card has on it, like, the name, and then it's, like, THC CBD levels, and then it tells you it's, like, the different terpenes that are in it. And then this one, it's, like, uh, 50 MC is uh, 15 MC is up cannabis's tribute to the past. This well-known hybrid classic is grown in the Fiddler's Greenhouse in the Niagara region. 50 MC has a 55 to 45 salvia indica ratio. This strain has an earthy pine and sour lemon scent with woody undertones. And then it's got traits, so this one's more of a relaxing uh, head high. Like, you get, like, a full... Yeah. Sal- it's like buying wine. It, it kind yeah. of is. It's got oh, the yeah. same connoisseurism to it yeah yeah but it's because because now instead of people just like hey what you got frankensteining and being like what's that i don't know it like yeah does things it's very scientific this one is literally labeled a small batch so (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah yeah yeah, that's Uh, it's gonna be like going forward they've gotta like the aroma is sweet and piney with hints of citrus lemon and spice yeah, right? like I literally like I felt like I was in a weird cross between an Apple store and a wine shop. 
Like, that's really what it felt like. Because part of it was like, okay, you get your cards, right, of the ones that you you're, you want. You just take the little cards, and you're like, okay, I want these ones. And you get in line to go to talk to a cashier at a very suspiciously genius bar-looking cash-out area, yep. by the way, I might add. And while you're there, these employees with iPads run up to you, uh, and they, they're going down the line, and they're getting everyone's orders onto the into the system with your name and basically doing like a checkout and making sure you get everything yeah so that by the time you get to the counter your order's already been picked and is there waiting so you just give them your your name and they pull out the bag and put it on the counter and you give them money and you give them money and then you leave yeah to it, be fair opening day in Canada if you weren't ready to handle it you were fucked in yeah. the beginning. Well, yeah, like, so, you, you got to realize, like... So the lineup for this place was out... Like, it's... They were only letting so many people inside at a time. Yep. Um. So there was still, like, a probably 15, 20-foot lineup to get to the cash register. Mm -hmm. Uh. But outside, the lineup went from the door all the way down the strip mall, across the street, and down the road a bit. Jeez. So it was like, it was long. It was a long line. It took us 45 minutes just to get inside. Um, to give you, to give you like an idea. Um, so you know where that turn is to South Center Mall? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, past Willow Park Wine and Spirits? Yeah. It went from South Center Mall, almost near where the bus stop is there, all the way around, and then into that first big turn into the Willow Park Shopping Mall. Wow. And it never, like it never really stopped like i talked to people that were halfway through the line that were there for over three and a half hours mm -hmm. yeah so that wasn't the issue today today because like it's not at willow park so you know where willow park is then there's that like there's that building in the middle and then there's more shops on the other side yep so it's on that other side part okay the lineup went from there uh, across and down all the way past to where the willow park parking lot is okay. so it's basically from willow park all the way up and around and in. I'm, so to sum up for the listeners, it was a long line. It was yeah, a very long line. I was going to say, line. I'm sorry to our listeners. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was, yeah, it was about a 45-minute uh, long wait for us. I got in. Uh, you know, we uh, we wanted to buy some stuff. So, And no. I, I wanted to buy some stuff just so I could show some of it on the podcast here. So we've bought, I got, uh, here we go. This one is called... Uh, plain. Uh, th oh, this is the balance one that I got. So, uh, uh, this one's a six point four nine percent THC, seven point four three percent CBD. So this is a very high CBD, much lower THC. A lot of the THC ones they had were like fifteen percent, somewhere in there with zero percent CBD. So this is a very high CBD, and it's it's the packaging's really interesting. Yeah, because uh, it's not quite the stark nothingness that tobacco is going but yeah it's still all chunks for warning labels yeah, and so stuff. so you got like the government of canada seal i haven't even opened it yet you got the government of canada seal duty paid all that it's got all these like anti yeah that that's the actual uh agcl yeah and then uh yeah it's got this big red like stop and it's got it says thc you know, warning, do not drive, and it has, like, dried cannabis product and a bunch of stuff. It almost looks like a medicine bottle. Yeah, well, the, the top looks like a medicine bottle because it's got the, like, push cap instructions. 
Uh, then this is the other one I bought. This one's called Free, and this is a, uh, I think it's only 2%, yeah, uh, sorry, 0.60% THC, 14.69% uh, CBD. So this is very high CBD and virtually zero THC. So this is like, you don't get like head high, but it's very like body relaxing. It's, this is more for like pain management and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff it's not this isn't a party drug this one and this one plain i would never yeah i've never seen marijuana as a party drug to be <laughs> fair. unless you want the party to then be over <laughs> and, and, and like, or to or to go into sit and converse well it, and it's it. really interesting because when you're in the store they have the employees that you talk to and you can tell them what you're looking for you're like man oh, you yeah. know i want one that i can just sit down and play video games for hours with and they're like sweet uh we got a few of those and they'll tell you which ones are better for that or like i want something to help me sleep and they're like uh, this one right here and they, they can actually like you know i want to be creative and they're like these ones so they're they're it's actually kind of funny they have them like the even when I, I brought this one i was like i want this she's like oh that one's great for getting you to for putting you to sleep it's a really good one for hmm. for that i was like that's cool uh, but yeah, even this other one that it, it's not in the same bottle. I haven't opened this box yet. It's just a plain box. Open it. Uh, let's see. Open uh, it. What's in the What's in the box? Let's play this game. All right, broke the seal and it's yellow, very yellow. And uh, once and again, it's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no. Once again, very plain packaging. Yeah, they uh, can't. Uh... That's, I guess, part of the it, it's part, part of, of the, the regulatory yeah, process. It yeah. comes down. For, uh, I think a lot of it actually came down federally, but it, it goes along with the, the same lines as tobacco packaging. You know, can't advertise yeah. on it and stuff like that. Oh it's, my god! It's mainly. Uh, it's like a big thing was like to deter children as well. Yes, yeah. I, and I don't mind the plain packaging. I'm I'm kind of a minimalist anyway when it comes to that kind of stuff. So uh, open that up, and it's like got a full like. It's, it is a lot like a medical container, like a ceiling and shit. And, oh, my God, that is very strong. Yeah. It's very strong. The. So, oh. yeah. So this is my first it's time. Uh, yeah, it does smell almost like almost exactly like hops. Exactly like hops. It's really weird. Um, But, yeah, so this is like a childproof cap. It's like pushed down and turned to open that whole thing. So I, I've now purchased legal marijuana Hooray. in Canada. And you are contributing to the numbers. See, I'm waiting for those to come in. I'm waiting for the numbers to come in. I want to know what day one sales were. $600,000 for one store. <laughs> like? Which one? Uh, it was one in Vancouver, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> ah, uh, and then I bought, I bought this. One hitters. A little one hitter. So uh, I got that. Which is funny because these these have been around a long time. These yes. have been around a <laughs> long time. They're cool though. I think they're I think they're kind of neat. Well, the yeah. thing is now this goes perfectly along with with a legal recreational use. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. This is like this stuff is great because like I like. Oh. <laughs> and it's on the floor. Yeah. Flies <laughs> out. It has a mind of its own. Um, I don't know. I really, I really prefer one hitters to anything else. 
uh, because they let you just get a little, your, get your little hoot, yeah. and you're good. And you don't have to sit there smoking a whole fucking joint, which honestly is a waste. Because if you watch anybody smoking a joint, there's a bunch of smoke just coming off the joint at all times that isn't going in your lungs. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that multiple times too. That joints are such a huge, a colossal waste of weed. That <laughs> they really, really are a ginormous waste of weed. Where, like, this is I, I like the reason why this is cool is because you have your slot for your weed. You have your slot for to put your one hitter in. It's like nice and compact, and then all you do is just pop it out, spin it around, and dig in the other side yeah, and it just self-packs there right yeah, you just sort of do that a bit and, and then, then you like there it. you go you're set yeah. And yeah i think i don't know i think they're it's it, super it, handy oh like it's it's brilliant to make it like it's very very easy yeah. and then you've got your scrape tool in the bottom there your pick so yeah so you just you grind up a bunch oh this one's patented oh i'm sure it is. <laughs> uh the uh but yeah the, with these so yeah you just grind up a bunch put it in there and then take this out and you just sort of dig in there and yeah they're great yeah and then uh i have some pipe cleaners but this actually this one actually screws off because i i don't i don't know i, I imagine you can replace the wood if you wanted yeah. to yeah i mean there's there's a lot of argument from people about whether or not smoking with metal appliances is a good idea a lot of people insist on glass Mm -hmm. uh just because they say that the metal when you heat it up blah 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 chemicals in your lungs and i'm like i mean you're kind of already burnt inhaling burning plant yeah burning plant matter is already going in i I was also going to say too i'm sure that argument is made by people that also smoke cigarettes which are chocked full of chemicals so it's yeah Yeah. i I've, i've always disliked that argument and then it comes with this thing so you can like you know yeah clean it clean it out a little bit so, I mean, all in all, it's a nice little package. I, I do enjoy this. Yeah. While I was there, there was a, obviously a large selection of bongs. Yeah, on, of course. On display. Well, they, they, they'd have to that, be. That has been a sales vector for a long time. Oh, yeah. So. And they had, like, bongs and pipes and vaporizers and. Like anything you could possibly want to the point where they had something they called a canador, which is a humidor for marijuana. I just I just figured it was the door to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Um now uh oh. Oh no. Oh no. Never mind. Did you lose your you Yeah, lose train your of thought's gone. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's it's all right. Well, while we're talking about uh cannabis, I forgot something so there you go relevant <laughs> yeah it's because you opened that that's why ah uh, yes yeah yeah no, even, though, even though this is the one with no thc in you, it. you straight up aroma hot boxed it yeah effectively think, no, 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 it's still got it's still got some no it looks plastic it's really, it's really plastic. hard plastic oh yeah it's just composite right so yeah. i i would like i would not see them springing for glass containers unless they were refillable which i'm pretty sure is against regulations so it was also really interesting being in the store and seeing the the kinds of people that were there because like you had everyone like from me and uh, me and the guys all wearing like hoodies and shit your your standard stoner looking types to like blue collar workers to like these people 
who, honest to God, look like they're in an electronics store at, in, in the middle of Bankers Hall. And, like, but remember, yeah. it's not it's not just because like I I mean that's that's another thing. Just because they're not you know not wearing yeah. not wearing like the I can't remember what type of I mean I, but like they're not wearing like the dread cap. They they don't have yeah. a Bob Marley shirt on, and just because their pants aren't you know halfway down I, their knees like that. That's I saw several trait. people in business suits. Oh yeah, while, while I was in line. Well, so that's the thing is now that it's legal. People don't have to pretend. And, yeah, and the exactly. stereotype is is th- like that was the whole point. That's the whole reason the store looks like it is. That's the yeah. whole reason they they do what they do and things are the way they are is because they're trying to get away from not only this demographic enjoys weed. Like yeah, yeah. that's just it is now. It now it's a you know Canada wide. It's a, a commodity. Yeah, and so it's going to sell to a much wider range of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I find it funny that a bunch of the the uh, people who are against it are like, "Ah, oh, more people are going to smoke pot," and they're thinking it's going to be like all the sixteen year olds, yeah, that are struggling in school are going to start smoking weed and then dropping up. When in reality, yeah, more people are going to smoke pot. All the soccer moms, and uh, all the uh, business owner dads, and. Uh, you know all those uh, powerful, independent banker women, and just the, everybody. Yeah, I think I all think the, that's the point. All it? the people where it was previously socially unacceptable to smoke weed due to their uh, arguably higher up, higher expectation lifestyles, uh, now have absolutely no reason not to. But but in all fairness, too, though, right is like. I mean, still before people would be like, you know, I mean, you could you could scoff. Somebody could scoff at somebody like in a business suit smoking a joint. But I mean, you don't know. They're probably doing better than you. But but it's not even that's not even the case. But it's like the the cases is like you have no idea. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they need it for medical reasons. Well, yeah, no, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just people had it in their head that what's going to happen is more people are going to turn out, turn into that like burnout hippie kid who's failing in school. Well, but I, but I, the I, thing is, it it's not the marijuana that made those people the way they are. Those people were the like are the way they are. And because they were that way, they fell into a scene that well, ended up getting them into drugs and substance abuse. Yeah, they were predisposed for that yeah. before. Whereas, you know, uh, the, the marijuana didn't turn them into a dropout. That's not what happened, right? They were already that way, and then they found something to latch onto. That's how almost all substance abuse works. People don't just like... St- like it, I mean, it happens, but it's so rare that someone goes from a normal functioning adult with friends and a good life to an alcoholic on the street, right? It, it, like they don't just start drinking one day and just never stop and don't not stop, right? There's something there oh, that it, caused that. There's there's definitely yeah. It's not the alcohol. It is yeah. absolutely the, there. The alcohol wasn't the cause. Something else pushed them that way, oh, right? Definitely. So when you know, so people just have this idea that it's like people people go from like 
that nice kid, clean cut kid who's captain of the football team to smoking a joint and suddenly he's smelling, smelling, suddenly selling meth to 13 year olds, right? Is that and meth? It, you know, yeah. And, and it, it's not really the way it happens. But now what's going on is that we have the illegal framework, right? And the people who are selling it are contributing members of society who pay taxes on their income. The people growing it are contributing members of society who pay taxes and property taxes uh, and uh, get even get government subsidies back for said property because it's agricultural. Uh, <laughs> Stimulate the economy. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, all these people have jobs and it's legal. So the the people who are now smoke that are going to start smoking yeah they're not creating more burnout kids it's like i said all those high up bankers and executives who now have no reason not to right that that's the people who are starting up i i just i don't think like yeah but the whole reason the whole reason that started is because it's no different than it's no different than like i mean it, like well i don't really hate to say it but i kind of hate to say it in the fact that it's like you know it, a, like a school shooting happens oh it's video games some kid drops out of high yeah. school oh definitely drugs yeah. like yeah it just, like it's it's easy that's why that's why people have always done it is because it's an easy thing to go you're the problem i'm not the problem yeah it's that's it yeah. it it's easy yeah, that's and why like, people do it nobody nobody looks at it like uh, nobody looks at the, those things as the symptoms of the problem. They look at it as the problem itself. Yeah, the oh, root. Yeah, right? The so yeah, it, it, it's like the whole violent video games thing. Do violent people tend to gravitate towards violent video games? Absolutely. But the pro the thing is, it's not the violent video game that made them violent. It's that they were violent and this attracts them. Yeah. Right? It, you know, it, it, it's it's there was already something wrong, so they just happen to gravitate towards this that doesn't mean that everyone who does that is that way right? no it's it's that like they're like we you talked about where they're predisposed to that behavior and they just they have there's plenty of people that have good solid distinction between reality and fantasy and that can absolutely live in that world and there's other people that are like I don't want to have that distinction between fantasy yeah. and reality or they or they well, prefer the fantasy side and just kind of well, disprove let, like, reality for themselves. Let, let me put it this way. If you are a really pissed off teenager, are you going to listen to Bach or are you going to listen to Slipknot? Yeah. Right. You're going to listen to Slipknot because Slipknot's angry and it gives you some weird sort of catharsis. Right. It's not Slipknot that made you angry. It's that you're angry, therefore you listen to Slipknot, right? It, yeah, it's the absolutely. other way around. And and that was the same thing with like illegal drugs. It wasn't the illegal drugs that turned your kid into some weird dropout who hates society. There was something else that caused that oh. rejection oh. of common societal rules and laws. There was something else that pushed them that way. Be that just activism of like i don't think this should be illegal or like if they're dropping out of school maybe they're getting bullied right and oh, if they're getting bullied and they're dropping out and 
they're smoking pot. Maybe the pot's just a way to escape the shittiness of their current reality. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's lots of reasons that this shit happens and it's almost never the actual substance itself that's causing it. There's always a core root problem. And I think that's what we're going to start seeing is right. There's plenty of people who love beer. I like beer. Mm. I like beer. Fuck loads of people drink a lot of beer mm-hmm. and they're not alcoholics. Yeah. Right. And I think we're going to start seeing the same thing with marijuana. We're definitely going to have some well, people. It's, it's already happened. It's just, yeah, they, they were hiding. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and so now we're, I think we're going to start seeing a little more awareness about, you know, abuse of marijuana. You can, in which you absolutely can abuse marijuana. Oh, yeah. yeah like, it has a, a lot fewer side effects and health ramifications than alcohol. However, but they still exist. They, they, they still exist, I and mean, it's got again. You are still inhaling burning plants. Yeah, and even if you're just eating it, which I mean, if you're eating it, there's basically no detrimental health effects, but there's definitely some problematic psychological effects and social effects. Mm-hmm. Right? It, marijuana definitely does cause a lot of people to uh, introspect more, and they're not as outgoing. You don't want to go out and party after you smoke a joint. You. I mean, some people do, but not very commonly. Usually, once you smoke a joint, it's my night's going to be on the couch, and I'm going to watch episodes of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It it re- realistically like it's kind of, I guess it's kind of the cool thing about it becoming such such a like kind of diverse industry now is that it's not like they actually you know instead of like John running a hydroponics lab in his basement and trying to convince, you know, and yeah. max why his yeah. power bill is it, 600 bucks every month. It, instead, uh, John is now the VP splicing of... genes yeah. of different plants together. Yeah, right. Instead of just going, grow them together, yeah. throw now, the seeds all now, in the same now, pot. Yeah, like, now John's VP of research and development for the, <laughs> for the marijuana company and his, uh, other partner, Bob is the manager of the hydroponics lab, right? Like, so it, it's, you know, yeah, you definitely have a different thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm happy about it. Uh, I'm also happy. I, I have good, uh, I have good feelings about how this is going to go in the future. Cause I feel like, you know, yeah, that we're going to see people abusing it. It's going to happen, but that's, you know, I mean, but we, we already have support systems yeah. in place for that. Yeah. You make fucking, cheese people are gonna abuse it like it, it doesn't matter what it is damn cheese abusers <laughs> yeah. just been like, they're the worst we're just gonna see we're just gonna see homeless burnouts on the side of the road being like got any more of that cheddar <laughs> yeah so uh, uh but the thing is again we're not gonna see people filling up hospitals with failed livers due to marijuana what we might see is a lot more people with uh, social issues. So yeah. not being able to. Oh, no. Yeah, the not, internet well, has done yeah. such a good job on that <laughs> yeah. already. So and... most of the side effects are marijuana. Uh, the bad ones are with. He- and again, you have to heavily overuse it to get these is uh, some psychological effects like paranoia or a thing but in general on regular uh regular uh marijuana use the detrimental side effects are things like social uh uh what's it called like when you just pull back when you pull away from social situations and in, like introvert like you're yeah kind of no i just mean like people people pull like one of the biggest things that happens is people will pull away 
from social situations and pull away from uh like relationships that they have yeah so they basically just start pushing people away right they they just instead of going out and hanging out they smoke up and they're gonna you know watch 16 episodes of the price is right uh so they just start sort of rejecting those connections and so what you end up is basically uh with a lot more anti-social behavior and you end up with uh social isolation so you end up with loneliness and just inability to communicate with people so those those are the main concerns and those are fairly easily remedied um you know if you have communities that you can talk to right it's really easy to deal with those as opposed to things like with alcohol abuse where the side effects are violence and destructive behavior and also severe medical problems so i i mean now i will i will say that in some ways i agree with you and in some ways i don't um I have, I mean, it's not common, so that's a fair point, but I absolutely have heard of, I actually have a friend that uh, every time uh, her previous ex got high, um, he would try to beat her. And it's, like I said, (laughs) like I said, very uncommon. Yes. Absolutely. However, I do not agree with the fact that it's very easy to deal with. Uh, and I do not agree with the fact because this stuff, although it has like a, this usually happens, everybody's body, everybody's chemical makeup is different and everybody takes everything differently. I, I know I, lots of people that eat it, that feel nothing, smoke it, and they're, they're a fucking astronaut. Yeah. And then the opposite. And then I have people that both do nothing, both do too much. There's very like different, and I mean, there's there's also been the argument with all these different strains and different things, like like you said, right? One that you can that helps you focus, and people have been like, it did nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I, there's no difference. I, like, I suppose it's sort of my bad. I suppose I should specify. I think it's easier to deal with than alcohol. No, no, no. I, I think I, think I, I don't think it's stigma... like I, I don't want to say like. Oh yeah, no, all no, of no, these no, no, problems no. are no issue whatsoever. <laughs> no, and I, and I didn't think you were saying that at all either. Like I didn't think you were saying that like, there was zero problem. Yeah, but I I going to say that in the future, I think that um, more things like maybe maybe in the future there will be a need for something like weedaholics anonymous oh there absolutely will there will be and we're going to see more of that support structure grow yeah i'm just i'm interested as you mentioned though i'm very very interested with the current use of technology and the current way that society a societal norm is somewhat anti-social not really anti-social but we'll call it socialization light like diet social yeah we'll call it that like more often nowadays people will would prefer to have a night at home to themselves and fair enough that it could be partially like i mean i'd like to hear different different viewpoints but from my viewpoint it could be an age thing now too where we're getting older and maybe we're just noticing that more yeah but i do also feel like that i talk to a lot of parents and i hear from a lot of parents that like there's much less you know 
going out to hang with their friends. You know, their kids are not yeah. are not always out they're, anymore. They're not really as a big part of it is that it is a lot easier to hang out with somebody on the internet. That's, uh, it, there was no other option, it, and it, I and that argument's well, good too. Not only that, but it it, it also takes less effort. Right. It, it takes less effort to be with a person over the Internet on like Discord than it does to hang out with a person on the couch. Right. It takes less of your attention. Mm-hmm. It takes, you know, it, it, yeah, you, you can, sort of can multitask while you, doing you, it, too. Yeah, but... You can be naked and, you know, sit in your boxers, whereas if they're on your couch, probably not, depending on what kind of friends you have. And And, and that's totally fair. It just I think that like. I think like social efficiency to a fault is like yeah. somewhat kind of happening and, a little bit. And I don't mean to s- yeah. I don't mean to say that like it easier is better, right? I, no, I don't no, no, I don't no. think it's better. It, to me, it, it it is very much like the you know instant ramen of hanging out. Like it's really it, easy. It, totally it is. is. It's yeah. definitely it's the there. pot noodle of you know of social interaction. So so it's like yeah, it puts food in your belly, but it's probably not the most nourishing. So, I I mean, and and yeah, we do already have an issue with that. And I feel, I do honestly think that the marijuana thing will compound those problems. Um, But to me, um, dealing with socialization issues, I I mean, I I might just be me, but I feel like dealing with issues where people aren't getting out enough, aren't seeing enough people and need to socialize more is easier to handle than some of the problems that come with alcoholism. Like I'd, I'd say it might like easier to handle. Maybe I think it's going to be a long time before we're trained to recognize it though. That well, and I, yeah, that's, that's huge. Cause I don't, cause the problem is, is nobody knows. Yeah. That's at this point. That's, that's exactly why <laughs> again, that, it's day two. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, this is exactly why, like, Cause I like I hear about it. A, I hear about it a lot, and uh, which is good because it's good to that I have that information. Um, but like the biggest thing is like some of the stuff I've heard as far as regulations go and stuff like that is like I don't know. Outrageous is a strong word, but some of it's pretty nuts. But you know why it's nuts? Because they don't know, so they're going balls to the wall initially. And then they'll figure it out afterwards. I oh, think yeah. I think the 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 status of cannabis now is not going to be the status of cannabis in a year. I think that they're very much going to. It may be two years, maybe it might take longer, but I think that it's slowly going to be easier, or things are going to get things are going to be different. I think, but for right now, it's a very locked box it for is. certain aspects of it because they they have no idea how to handle it because it's never been a thing well and the thing too is we're coming into it from a decriminalization standpoint which hasn't really been a thing we've done on a mass scale since uh alcohol uh, yeah like, and <laughs> alcohol even was not the same way because that was different depending on which country you were in yeah like prohibition and this is going to be like so just in line with what you were talking about, how even the different strains are different, smell the difference between those two. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't doubt that there's, like, significant... Well, yeah, because different terpenes yeah. with different, like... Oh, yeah, it's way different. Yeah, because they're going to use... That one. 
Yeah, it, it's so much different. Yeah, well, because the, now that's now they're like able to kind of tweak and kind of now it's no longer just a, like I mentioned, take a bunch of seeds and throw them into the same pot. Yeah. Now there's actual like very that's... specific scientific adjustments. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see where it goes, honestly. Yeah, uh, and like I said, I I'm, I don't think the future is going to be without problems. Um, no, no, but we're we're ready. I think I I to I, I have optimistic yes outlook. To I'm I'm, how I'm very optimistic about the I, way things are moving. I feel like we as a society are going to be like I think what I was getting at mostly is that I think we as a society are going to be able to handle the problems that arise. Um. You know, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, a bunch of people just ending up with their lives ruined. I mean, I'm sure it'll happen. Someone absolutely well, ruining I themselves mean, with someone marijuana. managed to get a, a driving, uh, whatever his drug influenced driving ticket on the first day at like 1 a.m. Yeah. Like the stores hadn't opened yet. And so he was already. So, I mean, yeah, it's like. You know, it, it's there's going to be problems, and I'm sure someone will find a way to ruin their lives with, with marijuana. My argument if, at if that they point haven't already. <laughs> yeah, my my argument at that point would be they were already going to ruin their lives, and they didn't need the marijuana to do it. They're uh, just looking it for an outlet. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. Uh, you know, if they managed to get it that far, I don't think the marijuana was the problem. Um, but that said, it's it, it's like yeah, we're we are going to see some issues that are marijuana's fault, right? Like that whole spiel I gave about how it's you know it rarely is marijuana the problem. We are going to see somewhere, yeah, marijuana is the problem. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, right? But I think that we're going to be ready for those. And also now that it's destigmatized because it's legal, the health effects of it can be explored. Yeah, will be yeah. better understood and more easily managed. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, that was my big, long talk about marijuana. Big, long. <laughs> yeah. We've been was... going an hour. Welcome yeah. to Welcome to well, Welcome to Pot Canada. I mean, it it's big news for Canada. It is. It's massive news. It, like billion dollar news. Like it, it's huge yeah. to the point where <laughs> American pot producers were putting up complaints to the American government saying that they're pretty sure that since it's legal in Canada now, they're going to get steamrolled. Oh yeah, by oh. Canadian oh, yeah, suppliers. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, the tourism is going to take a jump. Yep. All right, which is going to be good for us. I. Uh... Can you imagine how many people from Detroit? <laughs> are coming up to canada right now what just like uh, yeah, how like, busy is the niagara border at <laughs> like right now i'm just i'm just like now now i was i was kind of curious as to open day profits like like fox had mentioned i'm actually more interested to see the increase in profits for things like fast food, yeah. potato uh, chips, yeah, like, McDonald's, like, and like, 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 like actually, no joke, <laughs> no, like, no 100%. joke. I really, really want to know, like, yep. the because, like, on a regular basis, a lot of people regularly eat fast food, yep, but. I want to know yeah. if that actually had a significant if, impact. If we managed to stimulate the economy so, on multiple fronts. Yeah. yeah. And, well, the, we've been having a pretty big effect on several uh, several Sectors. industries, including, like, the police. Uh, the police actually, I can't remember if it was Toronto or Vancouver, one of the two. They started putting up these snarky tweets, like, uh, 
what was it? One of them was like, losing your keys is not a 911 call. Neither is your neighbor smoking marijuana. It's legal, <laughs> it's legal now kind of thing. And that's, yep. and that's fair because I'm sure, I'm sure that Muriel in her house yeah. that just is looking, just waiting for somebody to park in her spot with the blinds like yeah. permanently just tilted so she can see out. And there's some people that spend their lives basically policing other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't doubt that the police have have absolutely have their time robbed from having to be like, okay, we'll be out there. And I, it's not well, just Muriel, but it's, it's, I'm just saying. There, right? there like, are definitely some people who, when something like this happens, they're still convinced that people shouldn't be allowed to do it and want to call the police. Because they don't like it. Right? Yeah, and they want to call the police and get to make the police make them stop. And the police can't, right? So yeah. like, that's definitely a thing. Uh, and then there was another one where the police put up a tweet Basically saying, hey, if you're going to go smoke pot tonight, go get your munchies before you smoke yeah, pot. Don't, because, don't get in uh, the car after. Yeah. So, like, we now have, like, I actually saw uh, just a couple weeks ago, I saw my first Don't Drive High ad. Yep. Like, I... Like and when I saw it, it was kind of surreal for me. Well, again, we've grown up being told this stuff is bad. Don't do it. Yeah, it's the devil. So, like, in, instead of a "Don't drive high" ad, you just see a "Don't do drugs" ad. That's yeah. what it would be. Yeah. And so, but now I saw an actual like "Don't drive stoned" ad, and I was like, "This is weird." You didn't see that ad that was like years and years ago, where there was like I can't remember what it is, but the guy has like. The guy has like a specialty clock on the wall or something like that, or it's like a a figurine or something he's got, and it was and he was just like thinking about going out to like meet some friends or something. But yeah, like the clocker, the the item like starts talking to him, and he's like, "Man, he's like, hey, look, cab, do something, get a friend to drive you, cause you are high." <laughs> and like, yeah, that's a, it's like it oh, was I think years I remember and that. years ago, yeah. like at least at least a good four or five years even like maybe less than that but at least four years like it's been a while for sure yeah no i i i don't i don't know if i saw that one but but obviously they're gonna come out a lot more and and if you you already have problems if people need to tell you you can't drive high yeah like there's already it just it's that thing where as human beings like we even had a announcement come out at work where they were just like, it's no different than alcohol at work. Yeah. And I was just like, the sad part is, is that someone you need had to, to be make, told that you need to make announcements like this. And I know like, it's just for covering your butt. Cause then people can't say, well, they didn't say, cause that's the worst argument in the world. Uh, but uh, to be honest though, like, uh, and I know some, like, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've known some people to go to work high, um, which like, I mean, if you're not driving and your job is so, not, I'm not condoning it for sure. However, there are certain situations that I could see it being somewhat acceptable. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, uh, I'd never worked for the company and the person who told me this no longer works for the company. So I, I have no problem naming this one. Um, Hitachi ID, uh, that company that makes uh, 
all those fancy scan card things mm-hmm. that you use to get indoors. Touch yeah. cards, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the security company. Uh, almost all of their developers are high at all times. Almost. I, I, I'd say probably a solid 85% of their code was written by someone who was high at the time it was written. It, that sounds great. <laughs> honestly, honestly, for, for certain jobs, I would consider, Soft. I would consider giving certain, certain industries, yeah. certain jobs, a free pass. Yeah. I knew, I knew a lady that actually literally what she did for 12 hours a day was go through rolls of lottery tickets. And I'm sorry, but fuck that sober. <laughs> I, I, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even, I don't really drink. I don't do drugs. And even I'm like, man, like, that would be awful. fuck that. Like, yeah. and just I, like, I would not want to be high for that. Cause one of the things that happens when you're high is time takes longer. It, you'll it, be it sitting there for, for sure, yeah, you'll like, be sitting there for like, You'll you'll be sitting there and you're just like fuck man I've been here like for four hours and you look at your watch and it's been like twenty minutes yeah yeah oh yeah and like, you're, like the it was like I did that all the time like back in the day when I was a constant stoner like daily uh it was a regular occurrence for me would be like man it's getting late I should probably go to bed look at my watch it's six thirty and I'm like oh well never mind never mind. See, and as long as that's not a work day, I adore when time goes by slowly. Oh, yeah. Because, like, because 90% of the time, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I should do a bunch of things that I need to do. I, like, look at my watch. I'm like, sweet, it's only 8 a.m. I, like, watch one episode on Netflix, and then I'll be like, <laughs> oh, right on. And then it's like 9.30 p.m. Day what happened? I'm like, oh, Okay. I guess I'm not doing those 70 things I plan to do today. Yeah. And that's 90% of the time. So when time goes slowly and I've like watched like three series on Netflix, I get up at like 730 in the morning and then I've watched like, I feel like, you know, what I've binge watched all this stuff, played some video games, made some food. And I'm just like, oh, nine o'clock a.m. Mm-hmm. I was like, I still have an entire day to do things. That's amazing. <sighs> So I think we should we should move on. We actually probably should be wrapping up yep. fairly soon. I was going to say. Did I'll, you uh, have anything you wanted to, to talk about? Or? I had a thing, but I can leave it for next time. That's okay. okay. We have one email. So why don't we read that over? Um, I also mentioned this because I think if I look at the stream right, I think there's two people watching and I think it's I think it's you and me, Adam. Oh, you, you might be right. Actually. <laughs> You and me. We we might have actually talked the ear off our listeners for once. We have two emails. Uh, one of the them old. one of them isn't uh, to be read. Uh, the one from Thursday. Okay. In fact, I'm going to. Oh my lord! <clears throat> this is going to be a meal. No, oh, it's meaty. Who wants to read it? Tal, you read it. You weren't here last week. It's your job. Yeah, I guess we had enough that everyone read one last week pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Tal. This is you. This is me. Yeah, we're making you do it. Oh my god, this is yeah, long. It's uh it's beefy. Okay. Um <laughs> my phone We won't might interrupt die. you. Hey and for all Jay Vent is here uh after a long time. Hope you guys are doing all right. I have a rather interesting story. I wanted to tell it to you guys. It's a bit of a wall of text, so if you don't want to read it the whole thing, you can skip to the question. So that said. 
Never have I... Never have I ever before in my life felt this raging mixture of emotional distress and the thing that makes me laugh about the whole ordeal is the fact that I am grieving for a fictional character. A fictional character that I made for the tabletop role-playing game known as Pathfinder. There are so many ridiculous things to this, I just have to write it down. I suppose this is as good a time as any to write down his backstory as well, not because it's relevant, but because it gives context to how much I have invested in this character and how much I ended up loving him. Months ago, I met a group of friends who gave me the chance to experience Pathfinder for the first time. We had this campaign running, but once or once two or three people were unable to join, we were unable to continue. So what we did was start a new throwaway campaign, one where the idea was to make some quick, simple characters just to have fun while we managed to get everyone back together for the main campaign. The character that I made is a deep blue-scaled kobold named Oze. As a hatchling, Jose was the runt of the litter, being weak even for a kobold standards. He'd try to help mine gems with the other kobolds as well as take some home with him to keep, but he struggled to lift anything around 10 pounds. Uh, He tried trap making, which was definitely more his style. After a raid against his colony went bad, he found a revolver and quite a bit of ammo to play with uh, from one of the adventurers that fell into the traps. He learned to shoot. Uh, with the help of some raiding parties and took off, went joining them in search of food and just all around loot he could bring back. He wanted to know more, though, and with however much gold and gems he owned, set off to find someone to teach him how to be better with a gun, and a teacher is exactly what he found. A good year was spent learning the way of the gun, how to clean it, how to care for it, as well as not get blown up by it, Having had gunpowder blow up in his face, he's learned how to be careful and survive. He had to go out and hunt something on his own with nothing more than his pistol on a weekly basis, and every time he came back with his aging dwarven master with what he caught. Always excited to see his reaction, even when what he caught was something small like a rabbit or a squirrel. It was only another year before or it was only another year before master his master told Oze he had nothing more to teach. Uh, or teach him oh, the line spacing on this is weird yeah it's weird and that he'd learn more if he were to experience a world on his own that's how we drew Oze into the endless dungeon a series of pocket dimensions that offered large boundaries bounties to those who dared take on the dungeon's ever-growing dangers at this point uh at this point that he it's at this point that he met up fresh, freshly created guild, one whose purpose was to dive into the dungeon. Uh, rescue the many trapped... Oh, dive into the dungeon, rescue the many trapped adventurers from within, and grab some good loot in the process. Jose wanted the riches found within the dungeon. He wanted to grow stronger and become stronger and prove his worth to the world. In the end, that's not what happened. After a few dives into the dungeon, as well as a couple missions outside of it, the, his guild was hired to investigate the destruction of a military fleet of airships. That investigation led him and his group to an outside city in neutral territory. In hopes of finding answers, they went into the black market. Holy crap, how much longer is this? Not much. Oh, okay. I, I'm just scrolling on my phone, and I'm, like, not seeing an ending. <laughs> I'm, just, oh, I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, neutral territory answers black. Uh, I was finding answers. They went to the into the black market. Naturally, caught the eyes of the powerful people who destroyed said military fleet. This is when uh, he learned that the black market controlled the entire city, and there were their word was law. 
After this revelation was made, the group immediately tried to get out and go back home, only to all be knocked unconscious, soon wake up inside of a coliseum with 17 rounds to fight for their freedom. Their chances of survival were slim. So, in hopes of a good outcome, a, magic, a magical artifact, uh, the deck of many things, was brought out. Since nobody seemed to want to draw from the deck, I had Oze volunteer. Oops. He drew the eight, Ace of Spades, also known as the Four of Swords or the Dungeon. He and all his d gear disappeared. The powerful level nine spell imprisonment being cast upon him and forcefully whisking him away to unknown land to be locked away by powerful level 18 plus guardian. We didn't know where he went. If he's alive and we have no way to free him, needing the level nine spell freedom to have him f be freed. Not a single one of our playable characters is over level 10 and with the level 9 spells being unavailable until the character is level 18, that is a long way away. I love the little guy. I ended up falling so much in love with him that the moment I lost him, I just kind of grieved over him. Our DM says that if anything, saving Oze gives our campaign purpose at the end of the game, rather than just going deeper and deeper into the dungeon in hopes of better loot. But I just end up sad because I want to play him more. He's the one special character I really got into playing, and he really did start to gain a life of his own. And I'm still amazed that I had such a strong emotional response to this whole ordeal. Uh, so, while a text aside, do you guys have any fun, tragic, or epic stories from tabletop games you've played? Well, definitely. We, we <laughs> yeah. definitely do. We have. We could literally spend an episode yeah and we've rambled on on the topic before i don't know if we've done it on the new series yeah i don't know if we have but um all three of us plus in fact the entire cast of unfurled yeah the entire cast is part of a game that i run yep of iron claw and we've been doing various games so there's lots of stories yep and uh, you know the, my my main character aiden has died yeah yeah twice yeah in the same day that's a thing that yeah. actually happened uh and then uh what else we had a we had a werewolf who died by door yeah because um, he kicked a door we had uh um, we, we had the the infamous we're not werewolves moment yeah uh there was that we had a uh which we're not going to expound on by the way well we'll get we'll We'll have a chance to talk about it more, I'm sure. We had a Bumblebee-esque robot lay down... You, a, you had a Bumblebee-esque Yeah, lay robot. down a uh, can of fucking whoop-ass on a group of uh, uh, Nazi-looking people. And also land a ridiculous sniper shot, which was pretty badass and I was pretty proud of. Uh, we had... Oh my god, we've had so much shit happen. Well, there's like... I guess, yeah, like, fun, tragic, or epic stories. The the tragic one I have is, in my early days of D&D, Adam will know. Oh, yeah, know I know exactly. Had, a, had just a fighter I'd built uh, to run around with a bunch of guys. DM was very uh, classic D&D. <laughs> right, hating. the dice. <laughs> yeah, player hating is right. Uh, anyway, early in the dungeon, ends up... Uh, 
I think he'd opened the door and got hit by a trap. Because nobody nobody would open the door, uh, and it was a spear trap. No, that that's what happens after. Because oh, right, yeah, I, yeah, I hit yeah. a trap and spent the rest of the dungeon refusing to touch anything. Mm-hmm. And then finally, yeah, there's a door, and we're all like, everyone's arguing over who should go first and what should we do. I got sick of it, and I opened the door. It was a trap. <laughs> got a spear through the chest. Which was attached to a block that fell down a pit, dragging my character with it uh, onto spikes. Uh, and then just in case the spikes weren't enough, if I remember correctly, I think there were zombies down there. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Either way, like, and it, it's, it sounds, it sounds, I don't know, maybe... I, I don't know. I'll try to be as uh, comforting as possible, but now, unfortunately, Jay, you know why nobody wanted to draw from the deck of many things. Yep. Because, unfortunately, there is a lot of cards in the... In, I don't know about the Pathfinder version. I'm sure it's very similar. It's similar. It's been um, tempered slightly. Oh, I can imagine, like, they've done their own thing with it. But from the days of Dungeons & Dragons... I would always usually get the option and I tried to extend that option to my players as well when I when I ran the games is I said tell you what before we begin this game you can if you choose to draw from the deck of many things if you don't want to don't worry about it if you do however let me know we'll roll on the table and we'll figure out what's going on and you have to accept the result. And giving that option is both, I mean, there's very, very good things, but there is a lot of bad. It oh, is yeah. not meant, that it's, it's a, it, there's actually a decent balance. So the problem is, is like, believe me, I've had, I spent weeks, if not months, arguing with my DM at the time to let me play a monstrous character. Because I loved monstrous characters. Yeah, I, love... I fucking adored them. And I argued for him to let me play an Alagai, which is basically a giant Yeti. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, not a giant Yeti, but a humanoid, like a larger than average humanoid Yeti. And I was like, please let me play it. And he's like, no, there's no way. And I was like, let me play it. And, no. And this went on for a long time. And I was like, this, like, please, please let me play this. And eventually I wore him down enough where he was like, and there were some assholes in the party that I was just like, I'm pretty sure when I show up, I'm going to be filled with crossbow bolts. But I said that I was fully willing to accept that responsibility. So I did. And uh, I can't remember how, because this is a long time ago, but I talked my way through it. I didn't immediately get attacked by the party, which was good because mm -hmm. when you play a monstrous character, they're just like, it's a monster, kill it. And that's fair. <laughs> that's a fair reaction. Um, and our first encounter, I believe, was with a uh, was with a minor fire elemental. And I played my character. I didn't know if I could hurt it or not. And the fire elemental ended up getting a couple crits on me. 
and immediately killed my character after oh months of... Oh, my God. And the problem is he set me on fire because I am all fur. <laughs> yep. And he crit me a bunch of times, and then I burned to death on the ground while they were trying to take care of the fire elemental. No one could stabilize me, so I died. Oh, no. So it was a very long time to try and... And there was lots of, like, there's a big history of this of, like, I've actually made, uh, I believe, three of my own D&D races to try and arguably be able to play these <laughs> to be, like, to to have them a monstrous character and be like, but it's sort of a different thing. And this is why they fit into society. Like, I did whatever I could. And then, yeah. yeah. So I, I totally get it. And I'm very attached to a lot of my characters. Mm -hmm. And it is very sad when you lose them. Arguably, I could say that, yes, it's where the dice lie. But if it's going to severely impact a player's enjoyment enjoyment that is what it's all about books are books okay yep however, dice are dice, but house rules are a thing and i mean maybe not what it was but maybe they could have worked with you in a way not to say that i mean some dms and that's totally their choice some dms are just that's the way it is life yep. sucks but you know what i mean most I, will work with yeah, and I think I think it's at least that's very telling of who this DM is. Is that at least they had the idea of being like, hey, you could rescue said character, and they could very well be back <laughs> again. Yeah. And there's always options, but well, and either way, it sucks. When it does suck when a character dies. Um, I mean, like we had Kit with his werewolf who died. <laughs> horribly yep by door L literally ripped apart at the essence of his being yeah uh there there's really no coming back from that uh and, and that sucks and uh, you know it it does really suck too when you have a character that you really like you know so is it, if a game ends you know because like you know i there's been a few characters where like i've been, i've loved the character mm -hmm. and it's like you know the game ends and it's like well now what now what right. it's sort right. of over uh or you know there's other times where it's like with aiden right the 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 i'm playing a blue jay in this iron claw game this uh blue jay mage and yeah he got you know much like adam's character uh, fired to death. Very much fired to death. Uh, and it, he went out in epic fashion. I, if I do say so myself, we were fighting this fire demon in a fucking throne room. And Aiden's like, nah, time to call upon this giant raven war goblin. Calls this thing. It shows up with like a what fifteen foot sword. Like they're not small. They're not small, <laughs> and they carry around this sword that's as big as their body, right? That's like part of their character. And yeah, it, they uh, I summon this thing, and I'm like, yeah. And then the fire demon turns to me and goes, no, and just annihilates me it was a good hit it was a good hit 
did ass loads of damage. I failed my death tests, and so I died. Which meant that the really awesome war goblin <laughs> that I just summoned disappeared. Yeah, it fucked off. So awesome. But luckily after that, and like I you know, it was it was one of those situations where it was like to me, it was like, you know, I love Aiden, I really do. But I feel like if he's gonna go out, that would have been a good way. So I wasn't too upset. Uh, but then one of the other characters came in and they managed to actually save me from myself. Yep. And I, uh, I, uh, I did manage to save, uh, and I was brought back to life. Uh, so Aiden didn't end up dying. So it's one of those things where I'm happy to have him back. I really am. Yeah. Uh, but there, it, it, depending on where you are with your character also, there does come a time too, where it's like, if he's going to go out, like. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to have that that period at the end of their their run, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be death, but sometimes it's just nice to be able to put them down and be like, "Yeah, that was a good story." Yeah, it, nothing's gonna piss you off more than having like almost like an unjust end to something you've loved, right? Because it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, I got hit with a crossbow. Like, yeah, like or like some small shitty little battle, like yeah, like being yeah, like, inconsequential. Di dying to trash is never a fun time. No, no, it's absolutely not. But like, it's uh, I I I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of like being you know having a having a mage for in D and D. It's like having a mage for years and years and years. Uh, I can I can uh definitely relate to this. Um but but it's like having, you know, having the same character for like 5 years and then being like, oh, and then like one day, not this specific, but then they run into a mage doom and you're just like, but this 5 year but this mage is so amazing and the mage doom just goes no magic <laughs> and and you're you just shrivel and die. Cuz yep. it it is literally the anti you and you're just like yep cool there's nothing yeah like it just like like shitty deaths or just and, rolling a bunch of ones and, and then you're just like well i guess this i guess this gnome is about to murder my level whatever the fuck are arguably arguably in those situations there should absolutely in my opinion anyway there should absolutely be uh an interjecting dm that can somehow yep. that's yeah. the, the sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say that's why uh just about in any game i've ever played i've always had the house rule of the hand of god i've always had that you get one for the life of your character and if you're gonna die in a shitty way will absolutely let you something will happen if it happens again immediately afterwards yeah. then it is what it is but there will be a thing to interject into that situation that will allow you to keep your character. Because yeah. I think that's kind of like having a one-time get-out-of-shit-free card. Is Yeah. For, for me, if there is a story-related reason for your, your actions, um, you have to live up with those consequences. Definitely. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. For example, I've had a character who decided a good way to discuss something with others is to slam their face into a table. Yeah. It didn't go well for anyone involved. It didn't. I almost died. 
Yeah. And um, I wasn't the one who slammed the guy's face into the fucking table. But those are, yeah, those are like... Right, that's consequences like, of oh, your actions. Oh, yeah. definitely. But if the if the consequences because of dice... Well, the dice are there to add randomness, but not make it unfun. Yeah, yeah. the consequences of sheer dumb luck. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah. I In, in my mind, it, it, that's one of the reasons I absolutely adore the way the death system is handled in Werewolf. Yeah. Where... Your your character will die. You're you're he's dead. But as part of the rules of the game, you do get a chance to sort of hand of God your character yeah, and take he's a not dead. severe battle scar instead. Yeah, but you take a battle scar, which is an a negative like it's basically a permanent physical yeah, a ailment. It doesn't have to be physical, but it's no. a character changing event. Yeah. So it basically your character can come back, but there's something wrong. There's or something wrong. Or... Like, uh, so I had a werewolf who did who did die. Um, so what had happened was, uh, he uh, he was uh, in this black spiral dancer nest. Uh, for I mean, for those who don't know, in werewolf, there's bad werewolves called black spiral dancers, and he was in a nest of theirs, and there was this giant flesh pillar, and he walked up to it, and. Uh, he uh, decided that the good idea would be to smash said weird flesh pillar thing that was holding the room together. And then uh, got splashed by a bunch of the blood, which happened to be powerful acid. And did a fuckload of aggro damage. And for those who don't know what aggro damage is, in Werewolf there's three kinds. There's bashing, which is, you know, bruising and stuff. Then there's lethal which is actual like lethal damage is getting stabbed or shot and there's aggro which is the shit that hurts werewolves yeah aggravated damage is by supernatural means uh, or chainsaws yes a chainsaw is aggressive enough that it causes aggravation <laughs> so aggravated damage is damage is so bad that werewolves can't regenerate it it's not fun at all no uh so he took a shitload of aggravated damage and died. And he came and as well, he didn't die because I decided I would take the, the battle scar. So his battle scar was uh, he his like half his body was just fucked by acid. So like just acid burns over a huge amount of his body. So. You know, it makes talking to people really hard when you're hideous because you're covered in chemical burn scars. And he also lost, he, he lost an eye permanently. Uh, he went blind in one eye. So that was a huge flaw that I had to take. You take pretty intense negatives for missing an eye and werewolf. And I also had a couple other physical negatives I had to take as well as a couple social negatives I had to take. Like it was a lot of points in flaws all at once. Yeah. But I think that's, but, but the argument of like having your character or adding. And well, to me too, adding flaws like that, doing things like that to a character makes a character that much more interesting and fun to play. Oh, great. I, I like, I actually really enjoy flawed, I really enjoy flawed characters because there was a time when I would used to play and I would be like, how powerful can I make this character? And I used to like, 
not even bend the rules, but just utilize as many rules as I can to make yep. to make super like power mongery characters. Yeah, and, like, like rules lawyery min maxi stuff. And it didn't and it didn't last very long. But like there was a time where I was just like, yeah, because I want all these things and I can't decide, so I'm gonna do as much as I can to um to kind of utilize what rules I have to like loophole them into being ridiculous. And it's just and there was like there was definitely a definitive time where it was just okay, this is no longer fun. And I like the fact that and it's it's almost it's funny because now that we've been playing uh Iron Claw so long that I actually don't like spending experience. Yeah. Cuz I don't like I have a boatload of experience I haven't allocated yet for the sheer fact that I don't want to be more powerful than I already <laughs> am. So it's like I'm at a good spot and I understand that that's like a point of progression. But in certain games, the the issue, that's one issue that I find with systems like Iron Claw is that you don't technically you it's very it's sort of difficult to i guess challenge people of a certain level or a certain skill level because of the way the world is designed so you could actually get to a point it is and it isn't but like arguably like, you just get to a point where yeah it's like arguably you when you're rolling now. when you're rolling a certain amount of dice to damage someone that you're that that you don't even if it's a very strong someone it eventually you get so many dice to do so like if you're if you're a one-trick pony and you just like i'm gonna upgrade my sword skill and you become so ridiculous at it, it's just like you're beheading people without even trying. Yeah. And the one upside of things like D&D is that the fact that there's so many creatures and so many things in that world that it's not necessarily difficult yeah. to be like, I'm just going to... You're just going to fight a stronger yeah. monster. Well, it, like with with D and D, it's like when your characters all end up with everyone has like level twenty five characters. You're just like, all right, well now you're fighting a fucking elder dragon. That's what's happening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's just like your characters are like, fuck, we're all gonna die. Yeah, ga gauging a challenge is a little bit. Um. Yeah. But and, and I, I do agree that there are some like werewolf is one of them as well, where it's like once your character reaches a certain point oh definitely it, they're just unstoppable uh, yeah and, and like uh, so it is a challenge i i think in some systems a little more than others but but like but things like werewolf though it's the the one big thing that werewolf has for it though is like most of the time you're gonna play a werewolf and well i guess that means that most of your enemies are now going to be carrying silver <laughs> yeah. So that fucks you hard, no it does. matter sure how does. powerful yeah. you are. So, like, arguably, werewolf definitely has, like, I mean, it's sort of like a this, but it, it, it's still 
it's still a good way to sort of be like yeah but there's enough variation because of all the systems because of all the like the world of darkness games you could throw an absolute curveball into werewolf of being like you've never fought a mummy fight one and then you go oh fuck those are hard like (laughs) or or like you know if you're playing a werewolf game and your all your player characters are getting way too strong just to throw a few really really strong mages at them and see how they handle that but because those mages will ruin a werewolf's day real fast but you but you like but you look at things like there's there's plenty of creatures in uh in the other i guess essentially without getting too heavy changelings are fucking scary but but that's what i mean there's enough variety and enough things that you could absolutely gauge it where there's certain games where it's just like you fight other people yeah for the most part and you kind of like it's i don't know it's it it is and it isn't like i said it's it it, it might be a weird argument sort of like the star wars games in a way it's like most of your enemies are going to be other like people fair enough though they're gorgeously balanced i will give that star wars like the fact that you could be you could be a bounty hunter or a fucking cantina dancer and still be both as useful as each other yeah is amazing yeah yeah um but uh and but there does definitely come also a point in with with character like i don't know i love playing flawed characters partially because it makes the character vulnerable and interesting to play well it gives them character which is um uh, like one of my favorite characters from way back was actually the the pacifist character that i played i loved him he was awesome um that werewolf character that i had i managed to turn the negative into a positive in a way because he while he lost an eye uh what he did in the game there's something called fetish which is you can take a spirit and imbue it into an object and he managed actually uh to convince a bat spirit to become uh, to basically uh, go into his dead eye so he had his basically the like his uh like his like no longer there like you know just dead eye was basically a fetish at that point and it, it i mean it didn't let him like see again uh, he still took massive negatives to any sight related tests uh, but what it did is it gave him uh, basic intuition into his surroundings. Uh, so it was like if he could walk into a completely black room and he just know where things are as if he'd been there before. Yep. Which is which is like it, it's super cool when when games have those like big yeah. workarounds and stuff. So and like it, it was uh, it was really interesting because it was like it was a com- completely custom fetish thing that we had worked out with the with the DM at the time. And, uh, yeah, so my big thing was I didn't want to remove the effect of the missing eye. Like, I didn't want him to just, like, magically gain back sight. Because then what the fuck's the point of taking a battle scar if you're just going to make the problems go away? Yep. Right? Exactly. So I wanted to keep that, but I wanted the fetish to do something related to perception. Right? So I wanted the the dead eye uh, with the fetish to be able to perceive things in a way that was weird and unnatural so we came up with the idea that yeah it, it would be like the the bat it'd be as if the bat spirit saw everything and then would just tell him where it all was it's like except like no communication it's just like he'd walk in and 
the room's completely black, but he'd be like, oh yeah, so there's a chair over there, there's a door over there, and I know where things are, right? Absolutely. Well, so it just basically gave him an intuition into the place he was. Yeah. So, and, and like, being able to do really cool shit like that with characters, I, I just, I love it. Because then you can get flaws that play off each other, and at that point, the flaw, like, sometimes, too, flaws don't even have to be, like, flaws. Yeah, they make things harder for the character, but you can even turn those into positive things, right, as far as, like, motivation for certain things. Well, so, yeah, they're, they're there to round out and give you cornerstones and yeah. build your character off yeah, that. So it's definition for a character I would, yeah. I would definitely agree with, and uh, as... And uh, although I appreciate this awesome conversation, our poor friend Vox is falling asleep. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> he, so he worked very hard today. So as we can always take this up, uh, another have another good conversation about this. We we will um, for sure, especially because I am well, trying to build yeah. some sort of game like tabletop show. Yes. It's just taking forever to round out. So. So uh, this is a good place, I guess. It is 11 o'clock. It is 11 o'clock at night. So uh, we would like to thank Omari and Scream Fox for the music and the logo. Um, Big thank you to all of our friends and fans. Thanks. Uh, Thank you to all of our patrons. We're going to be buying new equipment right away. Yeah, we're we're right close. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I know we've been saying that for like five weeks, but we really are like right away. It's just we kind of got to like plan out a couple things. Um. If you have any comments, questions, criticisms, be sure to email us, uh, us at unfurled.net, or else go to our webpage, unfurled.net. You can use the contact form there. There's also links to our Telegram chat, our announcements, all that, Twitter, whatever you want. Page stuff. It's all there. Stuff. Uh, beyond that, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, good night, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, B. And uh, as always, we love you. We'll miss you. And uh, if you live in Canada right now, as you probably heard, you can get funky. <laughs>